0: hear us through your AirPods, or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour, or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Ugh, I am so stressed out. It seems like every day I'm worrying about paying this bill or that bill, friends asking me to do things I can't afford, having to buy things for family events. I can barely take care of myself what can I do? Have you ever felt like this? If so, you're not alone. (laughs) Nearly 60% of the LGBTQ community worries about money weekly. What's the best solution? We've got you covered with five ways to eliminate financial stress. So on with the show. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere so banking fits into your life, not the other way around. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money.
1: So today we're talking about reducing financial stress. As many of you know, we have a Queer Money Facebook group, and one of the members of that group, Adam, asked us how we make sure to avoid financial stress or how we can make financial stress go away. So David has a pretty apt analogy about kind of high level what we're going to talk about and how we're going to attack financial stress today.
0: Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons why we definitely want to talk about this is Adam is not alone, right? There's millions of Americans, which includes a segment of the LGBT population that stresses about money, stresses about money regularly. So just think back to a time period in your life where you may have been stressed. I know that one that pops into my head is a pop quiz. Uh, When I was in school, I remember plenty of times a teacher walking into class and saying that we were going to have a pop quiz. Now, the reason most of the time, at least for myself, (laughs) the reason I got stressed out was because I knew I wasn't prepared. I hadn't been doing homework or I hadn't been reading. I just wasn't as prepared. And I found that the more prepared I was, the less stressed I was. And so really... That's what really it comes down to. If we really want to eliminate stress, especially financial stress, one of the biggest ways to do that is to be prepared.
1: <laughs> exactly. And in talking with Adam a little bit to try to undercover exactly what was stressing him out, it seemed like he was feeling guilted or compelled into buying things for friends and family that he couldn't necessarily afford. It was kind of like things were just coming at him. All these expenses, um, all of these requests for money, or we talked about how he always felt compelled to buy a greeting card to celebrate somebody's special day, their birthday, a holiday, or a sympathy card. Or he, in fact, was feeling guilted into going to a friend's uh, wedding that he couldn't afford and they didn't necessarily go to his wedding. So it was kind of a contradiction of stressors in his life. But really what it ultimately came down to is he didn't really have a strategy. He didn't have a plan. And in 2011, Time published a study that showed that 25% of happiness is based on managing stress. And the best stress management technique out there is planning. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is the need to have a plan, especially when it comes to managing your finances. So David, you want to kick us off with number one?
0: Yeah. So we've got here five tips that will help you kind of be better prepared or plan ahead so that you can reduce that stress. And the first one is to start using the basic financial tools that are available to us. You know, it was very interesting to us that a study that came out of Prudential that came out in 2018 about financial wellness, there was a segment of the population in that study that identified as LGBTQ, and 50% of the respondents in that study said that they didn't have a basic checking or savings account. So that means that we're not using the tools that are available to us, which is really crazy. If we don't use the tools that are available to us, then we can't actually make progress. So we wanted to just kind of highlight this need. If you don't have a checking or savings account, please open one up. They're really easy to open up. Capital One has a 360 checking and savings account that you can open up in about five minutes on your phone. They have no minimums. Annual fees. No fees. And uh, it's one of the best savings rates. But the whole idea here is we want to encourage you to start using those tools, those simple tools that will allow you to build a better financial future. The reality is that if you are not using a checking or savings account, the same transactions that you are trying to complete, that someone who has a checking or savings account is also trying to complete, they will pay less for those transactions than you. Just think about it. If you don't have a checking or savings account, you're probably using a check cashing service. You're probably using money orders to pay for various things. All of those costs, there's fees to all of those. Those are fees that someone who has a checking or savings account is not paying. So the first one, start using those basic tools. Get a checking and savings account.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then number two is probably not going to be something new that you're hearing, but 47% of Americans say that they can't pay for a $400 emergency if something arose such as a flat tire or the I don't know, the boiler goes you know what is that thing called the boiler <laughs> the, the hot water heater goes out um, you know any sort of daily occurrence that happens in everybody's lives any sort of costly expense that creeps up unexpectedly they can't cover so what do they do then they, they have to default to a credit card. So, our second recommendation is to make sure you start to build an emergency savings account. Now, typically, people recommend that you have anywhere from three to six months worth of living expenses in an emergency savings account. And... Very often, I think people just hear that and it's like, you know, that is just too hard to attain. That's just too far out there. I'm never going to be able to save that much money that I'm going to be able to set aside for a rainy day or for the unexpected expense that comes up. The problem is, is we don't necessarily need to worry about saving immediately that three to six months worth of living expenses. What we want to do is kind of chip away at it a little bit over time. So our recommendation here is to put at least $5 of each paycheck into an emergency savings account, into an account that you're not going to touch. Or used for any other reason except if an emergency arises and save that each paycheck in your account. And you'll be surprised at how quickly that grows, especially if you try to ignore it as best you can. Mm -hmm. And then once you have $500, great, you're doing amazing. Then make your next goal to save $1,000. Once you achieve that, then work on trying to save one month's worth of living expenses and just slowly chip away at it and and celebrate every addition that you make into that emergency savings account. And don't be so concerned that you're not necessarily at the three months or the six months worth of living expenses point yet. You Mm -hmm. will eventually get there, but just start with at least five dollars a paycheck and you'll get there
0: right we all got to start somewhere right and that, that was the case with us that we started with a really small amount when we started our emergency savings together our third point here is and this was specifically i think driven by the comment that adam made but also we know that we had to do this ourselves and that's to have the courage to say no So sometimes your friends, your family are going to want you to do something. And if you are in a financial situation where you simply can't afford it, it is better for you to say no and have the momentary stress of having to say no or give an explanation. And you know what? The explanation doesn't need to be, I can't afford it. The excla- explanation, wow, <laughs> could simply be have another. I have a financial goal I'm trying to achieve, and I'd rather not do this right now. Or you can say I have other plans, and your other plan could be that your plan is to do nothing, <laughs> so <laughs> because you don't want to spend the money. You know, and when it comes to things like birthday cards and celebrations and all those things. They can get so expensive, right? There's always this kind of idea that you want to one-up other people or you want to have the nicest gift. Well, if you can't afford it, don't buy into that game. You know, I, I will say this. I give John a hard time sometimes about buying those cards that have that little sticker with the But they're uh, so pretty. I know with the uh hummingbird on the back uh when you open the card because spending seven, eight, nine, ten dollars on a card may not be the best financial choice. Now, obviously, if you can afford it, it's okay. But you may want to think about it. There are times when you can say no. An example for us, this is one that was a little hard for us. So we used to live in Colorado and have recently been spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania close by John's family. But several years ago, the family started thinking about this idea of doing a ski trip in Colorado. And we were all on board for that because we lived in Colorado. But then the decision was made recently to go ahead and do that ski trip while well, John and I were now living in Pennsylvania, and there were additional costs associated with that, having to fly out there, It just uh, additional costs. And at the time, we did not have enough money, and we had to say no to the family. We had been on board all along that we wanted to do this and have the family come out and see us in Colorado, and circumstances changed. We just weren't able to do it. And we did have the courage, even though we had plenty of room on our credit cards, to be able to say, yeah, let's just go ahead and take this trip and be happy now, but face the financial stress of having to pay it off later.
1: Well, I think that's the key point there. There were moments before we told our family that we couldn't go that I was thinking to myself, all right, we've got the room on the credit card. We know the money's going to come eventually. We can totally handle this. But having already paid off credit card debt in the past, David and I really thought about it. We're like, we don't actually want to have to deal with that. We don't want to have to come back the next month and deal with the stress that we've got all this extra thousands of dollars on our credit card so we just had that forethought we thought we're just going to say no and it was not easy to say no it was quite hard Um, especially
0: when everybody started posting those pictures of being out there and
1: (laughs) it was kind of tough it felt bad but you know in hindsight it worked out well for us and really we're the better for it nobody was that upset that it ruined their vacation because we didn't go (laughs) so it all worked out well and now a quick word from our sponsor Capital
0: One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates.
1: So our fourth recommendation is to and this is a favorite of ours, is to increase income streams. We are super big fans of the gig economy and all the opportunity that it's presenting to people. The evolution of the workplace environment is is so exciting. And we want to encourage more people to increase their streams of income. The number one reason for doing that is because we can't necessarily rely on our sole or our current employer or a primary employer anymore to be our employer for the rest of our life. That kind of dynamic does not exist anymore. Um, likewise, we can be laid off, lose a job, the economy can, can experience a hiccup, and we're without that primary employer within a second. And what do we do? Well, if we have no other streams of income, it can become a very scary situation, especially if we have no emergency savings. So consider creative ways to increase your streams of income. We're big fans of blogging. It's worked out well for us. We would love to see more LGBTQ bloggers out there uh, sharing their experiences, increasing or strengthening their voice. There are a lot of freelancing opportunities. If those aren't opportunities or if you can't create sort of a virtual business for yourself through all the different opportunities that are out there from Etsy to Uber to selling wares on Amazon.com, maybe think about creative ways to put in overtime at your work because you can get paid time and a half if you can do it correctly, or maybe find a part-time job where you can earn additional income. I know several times throughout our careers, David and I have had part-time jobs and that really relieved us of some of the financial stress that we experienced at various stages of our lives. As many of you know, we are huge advocates of eliminating debt. Debt is one of the leading causes of financial stress for many people. And if you can eliminate debt, uh, whether it's credit card debt or any other kind of debt, you will make huge gains to reducing your financial stress. And of course, we're big advocates of the credit card payoff course. We've seen <laughs> a lot of people making improvements with paying off their credit card debt with that course. So look out for those doors opening up uh, in September again. But eliminate debt as best you can. And then you know, there are a number of other creative ways that you can increase your income streams. If you go to our website, We do have an article called 17 Ways to Find Extra Money Without Finding an Extra Job. Check out those recommendations. They might provide some inspiration for how you can increase your income as well without necessarily having to take on more work. So just consider all the different opportunities that are out there for you. Um, There are many ways, many creative ways to increase your income. And if you can have more income coming in and less money going out, that will also decrease your financial stress.
0: Yeah, you know, you hit it. I think one of the things you hit on the head there, John, is this whole idea of having more money coming in than money going out. And that was one of the biggest drivers of stress for most people is this idea that and we've talked about this before. We actually did a podcast of why we chose to pay off debt first rather than make more money. We know so many examples of individuals who have increased their income. But their lifestyle has increased just as rapidly or even faster in some cases. So they still felt financial stress because they've never been able to get ahead of their spending. And why is that? Well, the number one reason why people do not spend less than they make is because they have no clue as to where their money is going. I know it's a, it, for many people, the word budget is a very difficult word, but just think about it. If you were to never miss a bill again because you had a budget, how much stress would that reduce in your life by never having to worry about missing a bill? One of the things that we encourage individuals to do is to have a budget as the foundation of building a better financial future. There's actually a study that was done by U.S. Bank that said 41% of Americans use a budget. That means that 59% of us do not. No wonder we're f- we're stressed out about money all the time is because as a nation, and especially in the LGBT community, we are not using that basic tool to help us alleviate our stress. And what are some of the things that a budget can help you do? Well, we have a Budget Buster bundle that's available on our website. That is a tool that will help walk you through how you can create and stick to a budget. But some of the things that we include in there are things like finding extra money, how you can find extra money when you actually start budgeting, uh, because you start realizing where your money is actually going, how you can stop losing so much money when you're at the grocery store, figure out ways that you can focus your budget on things that actually make you happy, how you can automate your spending, how you can automate your bills, so you don't miss them. And you don't have as many bills to actually focus on. And we add a whole bunch of other tools and tips in with the Budget Buster Bundle, but the simple fact of having a budget and learning how to manage that aspect of your financial life is going to help you alleviate that stress. John and I, when it was one of the biggest things, when I did our spending analysis and I realized where our money was going, I realized how us not having a budget was actually what was causing our credit card debt. So we wanna encourage you to check out the Budget Buster Bundle. You can get it at debtfreeguys.com forward slash 157. Again, that's debtfreeguys.com forward slash 157. And it is the tool that we used and the process that we use that help us get out of our credit card debt.
1: Exactly, so if you're feeling financial stress or you wanna make your financial stress disappear, these are our top five recommendations for you. So in conclusion, to reiterate, One, start using basic tools such as checking your savings account if you're not using them already. Two, save at least $5 from each paycheck and put it into an emergency savings account. You'll see progress faster than you would expect. Three, gain the courage to start saying no. Just say no. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, increase your income streams. And then five, start budgeting. And as we said earlier, a great way to start budgeting and to maintain and stick with your budget is with the Budget Buster Bundle, which you can access at debtfreeguys.com forward slash 157. Thank you very much. And we will talk with you next week.
0: Is it easier said than done? Heck yeah. Will you eliminate the stress by just saying it? Heck no. (laughs) Start small. Take these tips one at a time rather than trying to do them all at once. And remember, the Queer Money Facebook group is there to help you. We've got a constant conversation going on around tips and tools, questions that you may have about becoming a queer money master. So if you're looking for help, join the group. So until next week, have a great one. To learn more about how our sponsor, Capital One, is reimagining their local spaces and experiences to have banking better fit your life